Welcome to the Renewing Your Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Katie Ruga, Christian wife and mama to three. On this podcast, you will hear encouragement to daily renew your minds and pursue biblical motherhood from myself and other Christian moms. I am so excited you are here. Hey mamas, welcome back. I wanted to jump on today and quickly talk about something that I struggle with quite a bit in my motherhood and just in my life in general, and that is self-control. And so as I was praying and researching this topic, I found some awesome resources and just some really, um, really awesome uh, terms and research and biblical truths that renewed my mind. Because oftentimes when you think of self-control, you think of restriction. You think, oh, I have to be restricted. Oh, it's so, you know, it's, it's painful. It's, it stinks. Like it's just not fun. But in reality, the Lord gives us the gift of self-control. And when you are practicing true self-control, it is actually freeing. And so that simple truth right there renewed my mind. When I started diving into self-control and the word of God and started reading some scriptures on it and some writings on it, it really did renew my mind to help me understand that self-control is a very good thing. And it's very freeing when you are in the it, practicing self-control from the Lord. It is very freeing. It's a good thing for us. And the Lord has given it to us for our good. And it's not a negative restriction. It is a very positive freeing um, thing to be walking in. And so what I hope that you get out of this is um, a deeper understanding of what true self-control is and that the Lord will renew your mind with his word on what self-control is and how it helps us in our motherhood, our wifehood, and our daily walk with the Lord. Um, True self-control is not bringing ourselves under our own self-control and getting ourselves like together and under control, but it's under the power of Christ. And so I think that's the first thing that we need to understand is self-control cannot be done in our own strength. It is not possible to do in our own. Oh, just say no, or let go, let God. I'm sure you've heard those phrases. It's not possible in our own human strength. Um, It is only possible by God's strength and God's power. It is a fruit of the spirit that is given to us, but we must take it by force. And I love that. I love that thought of, yes, it's given to us, but we must grab it, grab hold of it, and we must run with it. Um, one of the verses that always is tied with self-control is Proverbs 25, 28, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. That was the worst nightmare back then in the, in the Bible days. And even just a few hundred years ago of a city without walls was very vulnerable and it, it succumbed to, um, attacks very easily because it didn't have its walls up. And so think about it this way. When we grasp self-control and we take it from 
the Lord, from the spirit, we take that fruit and we run with it. It's like our walls are being built up. And instead of restricting, it's protecting. It's protecting us from evil desires that we have in us. And that is just the truth for all of us. Um, And so I really want to share from this article that I found about self-control. And I'll put the link in my show notes. Um, And it's just so so good breaking down what is self-control. And so I'm just going to read through each thing and give some verses. And I would highly encourage you to go to these verses, to read them for yourself and to go to the Lord and, um, you know, ask the Lord to reveal in you parts, places where you need to grab the gift of self-control. It might be with food. It might be with um, training and disciplining your kids it might be um, with your in your marriage. It might be um, other other avenues um, for us women. It could be shopping. It could be um, alcohol. It could be porn. It could be um, many. It could be like I said, food. It could be many things. It could be um, not being lazy, having self control, and not being lazy. Um, There's so many things that can happen when we aren't practicing by the power of the Lord and his spirit, self-control. Many things can occur because our hearts are desperately wicked and, and pleasure, sinful pleasures um, sometimes are very sneaky. It's very sneaky. Um, and so I'm just going to read through this and I pray that you would just go to the Lord and go to these scriptures and ask the Lord to reveal any areas of your walk of your life in your heart where you are not practicing self-control and that he, you would ask the Lord to renew your mind and see self-control as a protection for you against sinful pleasures Um, so what is self-control? Let's talk about it. Self-control means living within boundaries. Um, ever since sin entered the world, we have considered boundaries to be violations of our personal freedoms, curses rather than blessings. But like I said, scripture reveals that is our, it is our lack of personal boundaries that enslaves us. So Proverbs 25, 28, like a city whose walls are broken down as a man who lacks self-control. In biblical times, a city without walls was unthinkable. Only strong walls could bring a peaceful night's sleep. Similar to this, undisciplined addictions are like defenseless cities with sin going in and out, with people going in and out, attacking easily, being able to come easily and attack and wreak havoc on the town or the city. So the only wise alternative is with all haste and diligence to rebuild the walls that protect us from our favorite idols. So when I was reading this, I thought, wow, okay, at the root of our lack of self-control. So, um, well, when we think oh, I, I'm lacking here, 
I want more here. Well, what's really happening is our lack is we don't believe Jesus is sufficient. And so what happens is as we don't practice self-control and we don't have boundaries and we just enjoy whatever we want to enjoy and we eat one more or we do one more or we watch one more or we buy one more, whatever it is, it's because the root, the root of that is that we are, we are not believing that Jesus is all sufficient. We're putting something else in front of Jesus to satisfy us. This is what happens when our strong walls are down. This is what happens when we don't have biblical boundaries and we don't yield to the Holy Spirit's conviction and his boundaries for us, for our good. This is what happens is we end up feeling like we're lacking. And so therefore we go to something else to satisfy us. And then as we start to go to something else to satisfy us, we are like a man tossed to and fro and we give ourselves up to our sinful desires. And so in order to build the walls back up, we must allow the Holy Spirit to reveal those places to us where we've let the walls down and where we've sought out satisfaction other than Christ. So self-control is living within the boundaries that the Holy Spirit has for each one of us. And it's different for each one of us, really, because each one of us has weaknesses and each one of us have different weaknesses, possibly. Um, My sister in Christ might struggle with something, a different weakness than me. But as we encourage each other to build those walls up, for her, it might look like putting passwords on her internet accounts. For me, it might be eating in public or not walking by a bar alone. Or for her, it might look like something different, like throwing out old reminders of the past idolatrous relationship. It's going to look different for each one of us. But the point is, is we need the Holy Spirit to reveal those places to us where we have let the walls down and where we have given in to our fleshly desires. This verse that this writing brings up is Proverbs 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. And I dug into this verse a little bit more, and I just was so encouraged by it. Keep your heart with all diligence. Since wisdom belongs in the midst of the heart, it is also necessary to keep the heart in the sense of guarding it. So as we see when our walls are down and we're giving in to our sinful fleshly desires, whether it be laziness, like I said, or alcohol, or other pleasures that have taken the place of Jesus. We are not guarding our heart with all diligence. We have to keep our heart for wisdom, guarding it against the way of the wicked. And the more that we practice guarding our heart against the way of the wicked, the more that those walls are going to be built up 
and self-control is going to be possible by the power of the Holy Spirit because we are actively guarding our heart with wisdom. See, that's where it starts. The heart is where it starts because our heart is desperately wicked. It wants to give in to those sinful pleasure desires. But if we, with all diligence, like this verse says, keep our heart guarded with wisdom, then slowly those walls will be built back up and they will be kept. For out of your heart springs the issues of life. There is great reward to the one who guards their heart, keeping it for wisdom. They enjoy life flowing from their heart like a pleasant and bountiful water of water spring. You see the unguarded heart, the heart that has walls down, the heart that's not guarded and isn't practicing self-control. What they experience is a choking or restricting, restricting of joy and pleasantness of life, which that's backwards thinking, right? Backwards thinking. Because when you think of pleasure and joy, you think of freedom to be able to enjoy what you want to enjoy, which in our flesh in our flesh ends up being sinful desires. But with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit, building our walls back up and genuinely guarding our hearts, keeping our hearts with wisdom and hating, hating the sinful desires, hating the sinful flesh. That's when we will experience true, true joy and true life flowing out from our hearts. That's when we will experience it, which is backwards thinking for the world, but correct thinking for the one who is in Christ. Um, Self-control is not emotional flatness or indifference. So this one, as I dug into this more, self-control is not the lack of passion. Like you might think self-control means no emotional joy or emotional outflowing or or maybe just being stagnant but that is not true self-control actually commands passion our relationship to god in christ should be characterized by emotional intensity our response to our own sin should be hatred and tears our love for others should be such that we are moved by both their pleasure and pain weeping and rejoicing. Scripture doesn't oppose strong desire. It actually approves of it and commands it. The problem is, is in the purpose of our passion. Do our passions express a heart that seeks the glory of Christ and intensely desires the things that Jesus desires? Or do our passions express our own desire to serve ourselves and our own glory? Wow. You see, when we're practicing self-control, it is a gift of the spirit that helps us fight against sinful desires. So passion is not a bad thing. Passion is a good thing when our passion is directed to Christ and who he is and what he desires for us. 
when we wrongly use our passions for our desire and our self glory and our self interest, that's when sin occurs. And so self-control is actually a, a weapon, a weapon against the sinful lust. So self-control is not emotional flatness or indifference. Self, self-control means living within boundaries. Self-control means thinking before acting. I know that as moms, we say that a lot, but do we actually practice it? Do we practice it? I feel like I say that to my seven-year-old all the time and my, my twins too. Think before you do. Think before you do. But do we actually practice that? Do we actually take a minute to pause and think of God's wisdom that we should be guarding our heart with? When you consider Proverbs and James, the two books especially devoted to teaching wisdom, thoughtfulness is a key theme. Biblical thoughtfulness is not so much an aspect of wisdom as it is a synonym for wisdom. Wisdom is living a biblically informed life. It is remembering God's instruction before we proceed. So self-control is being thoughtful. Practicing self-control is being thoughtful. Oh, how I need this reminder. It requires wisdom. Wisdom to stop. Wisdom to pause. And remember what the Lord hates. And choosing to, to hate those things as well. The wise person considers the consequence of their actions. While the foolish person gives no thought to the way of life. That's Proverbs 5, 6. So the wise person, when you are practicing self-control with the power of the Holy Spirit, you are pausing to think of God's instruction. What does he say? Who is he? Think about who he is and what he says and consider your consequences. Remember what the Lord hates and hate those things as well. It is learning from our past. It is meditating on the good instruction we have received. If we are wise, we will be suspicious of our own ability to justify our plans and desires. You see, it's not enough to say, just say no or let go and let God. No, that's not enough, dear one. And I'm talking to myself first and foremost here because self-control is something that I lack in my depravity, in my weakness. I struggle with submitting to the Holy Spirit in this area in many ways, in my motherhood and in my own personal walk with the Lord day to day. This is a struggle area for me. Arrogance and pride cause us to act rashly because they persuade us that whatever they instinctively want or do is the best thing. The thoughtfulness of wisdom, however, realizes that our foolishness and ability to deceive ourselves runs deep. So we seek out counsel and submit to it the wise 
thoughtful, self-controlled person loves to have the wise people tell her what to do. And the wise, thoughtful, self-controlled person loves to have God tell her what to do as well. So let me just recap. Self-control means thinking before acting. Actively thinking, who is the Lord? What is his instruction? What does the Lord hate? Sinful desires. Lord, help me, help me not to be deceived by my own deceitfulness. Lord, help me not to give in to what my flesh wants and act rashly. Lord, help me not to give in to my own arrogance and pride, but instead pause and think before I act, Lord. This is self-control, thinking before you act. Having boundaries. This is so good, having boundaries. For me, the boundary is not having a bunch of junk food in my house. So I'm not tempted to give in to that. Another boundary for me is not sitting down on my couch. So I'm not tempted to give in to laziness. And remember, self-control is not having no emotion or indifference. No, it's having a passion, a passion to intensely desire the thing that Jesus desires. Redirect that passion, dear one, to what Christ desires for you and not what the flesh desires for you. Remember these verses. Remember the verses that like a city whose walls are broken down or a man who lacks self-control. Allow the spirit in you to build up those walls to protect you, dear one. Lord, build up the walls for me to protect me from my fleshly desires, to give in to eating junk food. Protect me, Lord, from my fleshly desires to give in, to act crazy, and to act entitled. Lord, help me, Lord, to passionately pursue you and who you are and what the Spirit wants for me and not the flesh. Mamas, we cannot do this on our own. Self-control is not relying on ourself and working up the willpower willpower to control ourselves. Well, if we just tell ourselves, just say no so many times, just say no, Katie, just say no, Katie, just say no, Katie, then I can do it. I can just say no. But the truth is, I can't do it. I can't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. I will fall short every single time if I rely on myself. Instead, I must rely on the Holy Spirit who is given to us through faith in Jesus Christ. Mamas, we cannot do this on our own. We need the Holy Spirit. 
We need the Holy Spirit. We must drive out our flesh and surrender to the Spirit in us. We must repent and go after Christ and the things that he loves and the things that he desires. I'm just going to read some verses now that I would really encourage you to go read. Oh, dear sister, these have been so good for me. And I pray that they encourage you. I pray, will you please pray for me in this journey of self-control? It is a daily struggle that I can surrender to the Holy Spirit and actually find freedom and be protected from the fleshly desires. And so can you, dear one. I'm just going to read some verses. Proverbs 29, 11, a wise man keeps himself under control. Galatians 5, 23, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 1 Thessalonians 4, 4, each of you should learn to control his body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the heathen. 1 Peter 1, 13, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. 1 Peter 5, 8, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. 2 Peter 1, 6, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control. Those verses, I would highly encourage you to dig into more. I think the final thing that I want to say is the Lord is here for us. The Lord is here for us to help us. The Lord is here for us to protect us. He has sent the Holy Spirit to, in, to in, be indwelled in us, to build up those walls of protection against the fleshly desires. We just have to be willing to surrender and submit to the Holy Spirit's working in us to protect us, to guard us from giving in to the fleshly desires. God's grace is there for us and it covers us. And it's a grace that is given over and over Grace upon grace. This doesn't mean that we're not going to fall short. We still will fall short. And if you fall short and you take that bite of junk food, don't sit in shame. Instead, run back to the Lord and ask him to continue to build those walls for you, to protect you, to help you love what he loves, to pursue what he is and he wants for our lives. You see Christ. He's there fully and completely. He's in us and he gives us the power to overcome our fleshly desires. I pray for myself and for you 
that we would allow the Lord, the Holy Spirit to build up those walls in us to protect us from our flesh, to protect us from the sinful desires, that he would help us pause and think before we act, Lord, who are you? What is your instruction? Yield to that instead of the fleshly desires. This is a precursor as to what we're going to be talking about next week. As you meditate on self-control and dig into these verses, Lord willing, next week we are going to be talking about mommy anger. And for me, it was a lack of self-control. It was the lack of yielding to the Holy Spirit for my mommy anger. And I pray that you would meditate on these verses and think about them as we prepare to hear from a dear friend next week on mommy anger and how the Holy Spirit, the Lord set her free. You see, it's not us. It's not in our own power. It's not in our own strength. We cannot do it. We cannot just have enough willpower to break ourselves free from the fleshly desires and the fleshly lusts. No, we need the Holy Spirit to work in us. So if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you yet, dear mama, I pray that you would come to know the Lord as your savior. You gain the Holy Spirit through faith in Christ. When you receive Jesus Christ as your savior, God sends the Holy Spirit right there to live inside of you. You don't have to be baptized to receive the Holy Spirit. No, dear mama, you receive the Holy Spirit the moment you put your faith in Christ. And it is through his power that we are able to build those walls to protect us and actually enjoy freedom in Christ. I love you, mamas, and I'm praying for you. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope this was encouraging to you as it was to me as I started diving into this. And I I hope and pray that you go dive into those scriptures and that the Lord will set you free from your fleshly desires.